we go. Thank you for checking out Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. It is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. I hope everybody's having a great week. It's good to be back after taking a week off last week. Uh, my apologies if if that threw a, a wrench in your week. Um, and thank you for everybody for reaching out and, and, and asking what's up. Look, we took a little vacation, and honestly, I didn't have anything anything to say, anything to push out, so I took a week off to chill. Uh, I, I want this to remain a passion project of mine and something that lifts me up and excites me and, 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 and really gets me going and not something that I necessarily feel obligated to do, uh, at least until I get paid for it, right? Um, so there may be some weeks where I don't put out a podcast, but I've got a bunch of episodes planned for here to start the year that I'm looking forward to, so no worries on that for the next couple of months, and I don't have any vacations planned, so shouldn't run into any scheduling issues. Again, thank you all so much for coming on this journey with me. Uh, this week, I got an opportunity to catch up with my good buddy Andy and see what he's been up to, get some tips on 20 years of marriage, raising kids, and then had a, a really good conversation on what he experienced when he lost his father, uh, a conversation I wish I wasn't having to have with friends, but grateful to be able to talk to others who've had to experience something that as well or who have gone through that as well. And hopefully, you know, if you've been through something like that, um, something that you can relate to, it's it's something that you can learn from or just remember a loved one and and think fondly of uh, that that would that's awesome. That's my wish, I guess, in doing that and just letting you know that you're not alone out there and we all process it a little differently and whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Again, I appreciate you all and hope you all are having a great week and a very Merry Christmas. Let's get to it. Without further ado, here we go. Look All at right. us. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good. Love yeah. it. Look at me. I, I feel like the last time we did this, you were uh, you were outside. Was that, I was outside when we uh, were on that group call. And That's then, right. uh, yeah, last time... You and I did the one-on-one. I was in the basement, and the basement's being used today. I didn't want to go out to the porch because then the dogs are going in and out. So, oh, sure. Uh, hiding in the office this time. Nice, nice, nice. Well, cheers, dude. Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah good to see you. What you drinking tonight? Anything exciting or just uh, uh, a beer? Just a, Bell, a Bell's IPA. We're... Uh, having some friends over tomorrow so we bought went to uh the old sam's club stocked up and katie's like well don't drink it all tonight well i'm talking to jeff i'm gonna have to have a few i can make no promises woman (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's cool that's cool i I didn't so you got dogs what kind of dogs you got like fill me in on this this is new info you didn't know we had dogs i mean i assumed you always did but look they're not in the christmas letter so and i've never been invited to your house so (laughs) (laughs) we have a 10 year old um golden doodle oh boy and yeah she she's like a mini golden doodle though she's barely over 20 pounds yeah i've been i always joke with the kids like every time i take them to the vet 
they're like needs to get teeth pulled because poodles have terrible teeth. I'm like, well, I just told the vet just you know just put her down. You know, mm-hmm. well, that that's too much. We can't handle that. So um, she's getting up there in age, though. I gotta pull back on those jokes. Right. Yeah. 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 So just so, one. No, uh, we have another. Um, I think he's four or five. Uh, uh, Jack Russell mix. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Maggie went to the, for a Girl Scout trip, she went to the Humane Society and they had a litter of puppies and Katie was with them and I got talked into a second dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens, man. Yep. That's how yep. it happens. I love it. I love it. What are their names? Scout and Teddy. Oh, Teddy. Yeah, yeah. I love human names for dogs. That's <laughs> that's my thing for sure. Yeah. At some point, you'll see Tina walking around back here. She usually follows me down to the basement when I record. But yeah, dude. And the ten-year-old's doing all right, or yeah, good. Yeah, she, she's good. She's moving around, good, active. Just found out she has like bladder stones so she's on now some special diet and we have to like soften it for her so that's the fun joys of being a dog owner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah didn't you say you're possibly having pups last time we chatted oh shit yeah that was a whole thing oh yeah yeah uh so dave got tina pregnant (laughs) um horn dog uh, which I don't know if you've ever been around to like a dog that's in heat and with like an intact male. No. Whoa, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine it's like, you know, uh, seeing a 12 year old, like understand what like masturbating is for the first time. Like he was <laughs> losing his mind. His eyes were bugging out constantly. Wouldn't leave her alone. And one day we just weren't, paying close enough attention and he got to her and uh yeah so she was pregnant and we were like really wrestling with what to do like do we have them and just try to adopt them uh do you abort them like what do you do because like with big dogs you want to leave them intact as long as possible it's apparently it's really good for their bones and stuff okay um so we were we didn't get them fixed right away and all the vets to a t were like with a mastiff uh, you need to spay and abort her like as soon as possible because she she might like die giving birth to him because she's so young. She might abandon them and then you're just left trying to care for these puppies or she might have them and then kill them because oh, wow. she's not a mom yet and like she doesn't want them like dealing with her. So we're like, okay, all right. So we had to Three do that. Good options. Yeah, it was it was a it was a pain in the ass, man. Um, it was our fault. And then, ever since then, like when Tina went through her first heat, she has gone through a massive like attitude change. Oh. And now she's like very protective of the house. And she's cool with us and cool with the kids. Otherwise, like that would be a, a whole issue. But yep. like strangers, man, we are like on edge about like the door being opened, you name it. Cause if she gets out, she's going to, you know, she's 145 pounds of fucking like power, right? Like wow. she, she would, she would do some damage. So it, uh, it kind of sucks. We feel bad. Like we don't get her out as much as we used to, but, uh, 
but she's good. She's lovey in the house. You yeah. know, kids love her. She's just a big like teddy bear to them. So <laughs> I guess that works. And yeah, you know, Jack's like super scared at night. So we're always like, look, dude, you got Tina. Like right. she'll rip anybody's <laughs> face off who tries to break in here. He's like, good point, dad. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that our old one, he's still fucking kicking, man. This dog, I tell you what. Seventeen. Whoa. He, yeah, he's got uh throat cancer. So he's got like a huge softball on his neck. Really? He's on pain meds. He falls down the stairs every day. Um <laughs> he pees and poops in the house every night when we're sleeping. Oh man. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What are right. we doing, babe? She's like, he's fine. He looks great. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, this isn't normal behavior. Uh, so, but, you know, that's uh, that's a whole other conversation to to get to that stage. So I don't know, man. Like, we just live in chaos, apparently. That's, that's our life. That's our life. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So what? Like, what? What's going on in the basement? Like, kids got friends over or what? Yeah, Carly's got a friend over studying for something. I don't. It doesn't sound like too much studying going on. Right. Never. She's a senior, right? Yep. Yeah. That's she's, she's got the easiest schedule. Uh, she doesn't go to school until eleven. Uh, she's doing her. like. Uh, PSEO or college classes in the morning, but it's like, well, it's online, so she can do them whenever. So mm-hmm. she'll wake up and drive her brother to school because we make her get up and do something, not just sleep until 11, and then she'll do her classes whenever. So that's a life, nice, nice senior year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was senior year tough for you, like academically? No, no. Miss- yeah, same, dude. I didn't do shit. No, I think I had, I was telling the kids that I had perfect attendance like middle school through high school until my senior year. And I decided to skip on senior day because that's what all the seniors are doing. I skipped mm-hmm. and went fishing and there goes my perfect attendance. <laughs> oh, man. I think I had perfect attendance, but only because like I liked hanging out at school. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it was fun. Like it was where all my friends were. What else was I going to do? I was not a fan of school. I just wanted to get it over with, get to baseball practice or go home and play some video games or something. Yeah. It was like a job to me. Yeah. We just, I, I don't know, man, like, and maybe that's just Fairmont, uh, small town. Like the teachers were all super cool. And I mean, I got all my work done. I never brought a book home, like nothing. Right. So it was just, it was easy. And we'd have like study halls and honor passes so we were just fucking around most of the day and occasionally we'd attempt to a class or two and yeah it worked yeah i did um like teacher assistant you could do a teacher assistant for one of your a credit or something so we would we'd do that with the baseball coach so Mm. we did it over the lunch hour so that we'd go work on the field during that time then we'd just go leave and go get some lunch somewhere nice 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 what else is up with you dude what's been good what's been going on just uh back to work after we uh we just took a trip so back to work and and doing dad stuff that's that's Mm -hmm. about it 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big, big vacation or just a regular one? No, this was a big one. So we, um, Katie and I's agreement so far is uh, every five years we'll do a trip. So if our anniversary ends on a five, we'll stay in the States and go somewhere. If it ends in a zero, we'll go to the country and go somewhere. So this was a big one. This was 20 years. So yeah. Where'd you go? We went to St. Lucia. Hot damn. Uh, Like a week or 10 days? Like what? It was a, it was a week. Uh, We flew, flew out on a, Friday, um, mm-hmm. had to spend the night in Atlanta and then got up and finished the trip out there to St. Lucia and then, uh, flew back to next Saturday. God damn, St. Lucia. Yeah. Never been. Well, so t- talk to me about St. Lucia. Like yeah. fill me in on that. Yeah. So I had a coworker who, uh, grew up in Barbados yeah. and we were, we were planning this trip. So I'm asking him for, you know, would you, would you go to Barbados or do you suggest? I know you were, you've been a fan of Belize or I've heard you talk about that. So we were looking at that too. Um, but he, he said, yeah, go to St. Vincent or that area. So we looked into St. Vincent, but it was super spendy. Mm-hmm. And then um, St. Lucia was um, just, just North of St. Vincent and it was a little more affordable. Mm-hmm. We found this resort called, it's French. So the, the island uh, speaks Creole French, so everything's named French. But it used to be or still is a British Commonwealth, so there's a lot of Brits um, vacationing there. Okay. Yeah, so this, this resort um, was built in the 60s. It was the first resort on the island, and... It, it was built like an archi- by an architect. So all the rooms are built so they're like privacy. You can't see any other room. You get the view of the jungle and then a view of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's all, the rooms are all open air. So we just had screens and blinds. And we just left the blinds open the whole time because nobody can see in. Sure. It's like built with angles where it's like complete complete privacy so that's awesome no that was cool just sleeping in a mosquito net every night there's no air conditioning you just turn the fans on and sleep in a mosquito net hot or like humid or is it pretty like moderate because it's like right by the equator yeah it wasn't too bad it gets to like 85 uh during the day and then 75 at night so coming from minnesota we were a little hot Sure, but uh, <laughs> you know, move, move some move some air, and then uh, then you get comfortable. And then by the end of the week, yeah, we were we were comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, was it just like a lot of beach time, or or were you guys? Did you do any like excursions? Yeah, most mostly beach time. Um, there's two beaches there, and there's a water taxi between them. So we're we went, we would take the water taxi a lot over to the other beach, which was a little quieter, more peaceful, less, less people just sit there, relax and Mm -hmm. read a book, have some drinks, little rain shower, come over, take a nap and wake up to some sun. So it was, it was a lot of beach time. We did, uh, we did do a few, uh, one day of excursions where we, um, 
went into town, did some waterfalls, and then uh, the world's only drive-in volcano is on St. Lucia. So huh. they took took us into the volcano crater, and then you take like this sulfuric mineral bath. Where you like bathe in this, these warm pools, and you rub the volcano mud all over yourself. And the the locals said, "Oh, you look ten years younger." So it's supposed to <laughs> help with the aging stuff. So so we did all that, yeah. and then uh, then uh, went over to a mineral waterfall. So it was must have been part of the volcano because it was warm and all kinds of minerals were built up on the rocks. So we, yeah. we washed up in there. So that was, that was our excursion day. I'll be honest, like Andy taking a mud bath, <laughs> things, things I did not have on my 2023 bingo card. Yeah. I'll have to send you pictures. Hell yeah. yeah. And I also can't, not that you're like, I, ever remember you as like this super antsy dude or anything um but i i feel like you would get uh, a little bored sitting on a beach all day yeah i uh, somehow i just can zone out and just stare in the ocean yeah and then the time just disappears i mean somehow yeah right that's good that's good Mm -hmm. did you, so did you read or did Katie read? I, I assume Katie's reading. Yeah, she read like three books. She was making fun of me because I couldn't even finish one. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got one more chapter left and I'm still working away at that. Okay. What What were you trying to read? Um. So I went to, at work, we were at a summit and uh, one of the speakers was talking about uh, Ernest Shackleton. Have you heard of? Shackleton at all? Mm, kind of familiar. Okay, he's an Antarctic explorer, and then um, he recommended the endurance book about um, the endurance ship um, was stranded on the ice, and Shackleton led his team back to civilization, and they were basically two years on the ice trying to traverse Antarctica and be, get back to some whaling station to, to be rescued. So I was, uh, I was reading a book called Shackleton's way on like leadership of sure. how he, how he traversed that two years of just being stuck on ice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone insane. Yeah. <laughs> two years on a fucking ice shelf. No, thanks. man. Yeah, yeah. Call that good. Uh, I want off this ride. So I've been operating. Um, we did break up the beach time with a lot of snorkeling, though. So that's probably okay. uh, where I, I would tire myself out. We'd be they, they have some beautiful reefs there, so all kinds of colorful fish. And we, we were feeling pretty guilty about not bringing the kids. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, we would be snorkeling with sea turtles every day right off the reef. So we are like, Oh, we, we can't tell them. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we, we waited till we got home to, to break that news. But yeah, it was, it was gorgeous just seeing all the, the coral and the, trying to find the, the turtles every day, see where they're at. So that was, that wore me out. So then I go back to beach and 
rest up a little bit. Just chill. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are the best vacations where there's like a little bit of activity and some relaxation yeah. mixed together. Right. Um, cause I know I, and my wife like gets frustrated with me. Um, if we'll go sit on a beach after like two hours, I'm like, now what? <laughs> like, let's go do something else. Like I've seen, I'm looking, I've looked at the ocean for two hours. I'm going to get burnt. Right. Uh, unless you want me to just sit here and get like day drunk and be a right. complete mess the rest of the day. Like I got to go do something else. And yeah, so like, yeah. Oh, just relax, read a book, build the same castle. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Um, so yeah, I was going to ask, so you didn't bring the kids. Is that, is that, uh, like part of this five year anniversary trip? You guys don't take the kids on that one or was this the first? <laughs> No, we haven't so far. Um, yeah, we we try to just do something with ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but it it was it was hard leaving them behind, just feeling guilty that they're missing out because they we were trying to do a Yellowstone trip this summer, and they're like not, not interested. They want to go to a beach, and we're leaving them and going to a beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but we justified it by saying. Carly got to go to Hawaii with her band. So she, she's been to Hawaii before us. Oh yeah. Um, so hopefully the other kids get to do a similar trip. So sure. they're, that'll kind of make up for it. But, but we were talking about, you know, our, our next trip in five years and maybe we, we do something similar, but bring them with. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in five years. Yeah. I know my wife and I wrestle with that kind of, wrestle with that idea as well right like we want to while we're still young enough kind of like take some fun trips mm-hmm. as a couple but then again at the same time it's like man these are also like the times to make memories with your family um, right and so like we wrestle if and when we should do it um how do we justify doing it right like say we wanted to go to europe uh like we would love to do that, but I also can't imagine bringing smaller children there right? because they're just not going to appreciate it. They're going to be, uh, a bit more antsy and wanting to do things that are very fun as opposed to kind of soaking in the history that, that, that trip would surround you with and that we would want to enjoy. And so it's like, ah, it feels like that would be a waste Um, and then we also just kind of like, don't, we can't come to that point where we're like, yeah, no, we're going to leave them and we're going to go do something. Um, probably just because we don't travel enough, right? Like we probably only take two trips a year. It'd be different if we were just fucking loaded and we're taking four or five trips a year and we can like justify, yeah. Hey, listen, you guys don't get to go on this one. This one's mom and dad. Uh, we're going on a trip together next month or something. Um, right. So I don't know, man. It, it's it's tough. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, you gotta gotta find that balance point kind of mm-hmm. thing where you you know it, it's worth you know helping. Not that our relationship was strained or anything, but you yeah. want to make sure yeah. you're you're tuning it up, maintaining it, investing yeah. in yourselves, building a building a healthy relationship to show your kids what a healthy relationship looks like. So. Mm-hmm. You owe it. You, you you should do that occasionally, and then find times when you bring the kids along too. Yeah, you kind of owe it to each other, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a time for you both to kind of get a break, 
for momming and dadding? <laughs> well, for, for us with our kids age ages, it's not really a break. Um, you know, when they were younger, yes. Like when, for our 10 year, we went to the Dominican, it was just like, it didn't matter where we went. It was like, <laughs> we're getting a break from these yeah. elementary age toddlers that, um, Mm -hmm. and we could just go anywhere and relax basically. But, but yeah, now at their ages, I mean, they're kind of self-sufficient and doing their own thing. So it's not like we needed a break uh, kind of thing. Yeah. They're independent enough where they don't require 24 seven parenting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, so, so, Carly's a senior. Where's she going, dude? She's kind of hoping for Madison. Okay. They're going to get back to her in January. Her backup plan um, is lacrosse. So okay. she's looking at some Wisconsin schools. She got into both Iowa State and Iowa, um, but there's no reciprocity there. So we're kind of pushing her towards the Wisconsin schools. Um, Iowa state immediately like dropped their tuition down to like the equivalent of in state. Mm-hmm. So her aunt lives in Des Moines. So she's kind of pushing her to, to go there and be closer to them. Mm-hmm. So that that's another option, but I think she's, she's looking more towards the Wisconsin schools. Is she pretty, uh, dialed in and like knows what she wants to do with her life or, no, she keeps mentioning psychology. Okay. So if she's forced to pick a major, she'd probably go with that. But she's kind of undecided at this point. How do you yeah. guys approach that? Not that, you know, you need to have your life figured out at 17 or 18 or anything like that. But are, are you guys as like parents and, you know, shapers? of this child, right? Are, are you guys trying to encourage her to like pick or encourage her to explore and find out what she likes? What's your approach there? Yeah, we kind of just let her kind of go her direction, but then mm-hmm. bring her back like, okay, if you have that degree, how are you going to apply that and that kind of thing? Sure. Um, so just kind of some real world examples of, okay, if, if you get this degree, what type of jobs are you going to have? Are you going to be happy doing those type of jobs um, for a whole career? Or do you want to look elsewhere because you're going to be in the real world after college and you're doing it for X number of years after that? Right. Right. Okay. Okay. And the other kids, like, are they, excuse me, are they excited? Like that she's going to college and like they're starting to get an itch or, no, they really don't know what it means. They just, okay. uh, we, we've pushed Cam along the, on some of the visits, just like two for one deal because he'll be, um, he's a sophomore now. So mm-hmm. in, a, in a year or two, he'll be looking at colleges. So might as well just have him go along. So he kind of remembers what they look like or what, sure. what it's like. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they really grasp or care like, Oh, there's going to be one less kid around. It hasn't set in yet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, are they... I imagine they all get along. Yeah, to to a point. Um, Carly Carly and Maggie were probably, like, the most 
um, apart and they, they were on the same high school swim team this, this fall. So nice. I feel like they grew together cause they were on the same team mm-hmm. and, um, Ham, Ham and Maggie, Maggie's the youngest. They, they've always got along. They'll, they'll play Fortnite and Minecraft together. So mm-hmm. they've always shared that. And it's, and Ham's kind of just in the middle. So he'll kind of float between the two. So he'll okay. like <clears throat> team up with one of the girls and pick on the other one. And the <laughs> next day it will be the other way around. Right. Right. Right on. Yeah. I didn't know if like there was any, uh, God, shut up already. Just get, go to college, leave us alone type of attitudes permeating in the Salmola household. No, I haven't, good. I haven't witnessed it. So if it's going on, it's not That's when good. I'm around. That's good. That's good, man. It's good. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking 20 years mm-hmm. of marriage, man. Yeah. That's, uh, crazy. God, it's nothing to shake a stick at. I'm, you know, I'm saying that like it's my 15th this year, which is kind of Weird. hard to comprehend. Um, yeah. What are the, what are your, you got any insight and enlightening uh, views on how to, how to, you know, maintain a relationship for 20 fucking years. And it's more than that. I'm aware of that, but. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could give you like the the canned responses of you know like be forgiving and be thankful and all those things, but I I I don't know the secret. Just figuring it out as I go along. Yeah, I guess. Um, I I remember one of my friends, um, said he's because we we got married really young. Katie mm-hmm. was twenty two. Yeah. So. Carly's almost 18. So that's like in four years from now, my daughter's getting married. That's just crazy to think about. Right. (laughs) Um, so, you know, the, the key to being married 20 years is, I guess is, is get married young. But my friend had (laughs) said, um, you know, you guys didn't establish a lifestyle before you got married. This is all you've known is basically like college, you know, maybe, maybe one or two years of out of college with a real job, but you didn't like establish a pattern or a a lifestyle before marriage. So, Mm -hmm. um, I guess we've, we've just only known married life. So we don't know what we're missing out on. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, uh, I don't necessarily mean that as I'm like, Oh my God, you guys missed out on anything by any stretch. Uh, and that's a good, that's an interesting way to look at it as well, right? Is that, you know, you guys established who you were together. Yeah, right. right? Which kind of makes being together a bit more of like your normal, you know? Yep. Um, as opposed to, you know, figuring out your life and then trying to make that work with somebody else later on. And, you know, there's a lot of difficulty in that. Uh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a much better way to put it. Yeah. That's definitely agree. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, shit dude, like when we're 21, 22 living in the moon towers, right? Like we're just a bunch of idiots and <laughs> you're not forming any healthy habits then, but you know, when it was time for you to kind of figure out who, who the hell you are, yeah, you had a, you had a partner, right? Yeah. 
who right. is going through it with you. Like that's, yeah, that, that's gotta be a good foundation to build upon. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And is, have you guys had any spots where you're just like super stressed and like, feeling overwhelmed at times and like what what do you two potentially do to kind of like try and get back to like your center or like your your to feel connected again especially when, and it's it that's yeah. probably way more of a thing when earlier on when your kids were younger and it's you know all over heck and back just running them all over town and moving and jobs right. and you know all that. Yeah. I uh, trying to think maybe something will come to me, but uh, I'm just thinking back to, you know, I, I did the old fashioned thing. I asked her, her dad, if, you know, I could marry his daughter and his words were like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> she, she wound a little tight. Um, so I think, we kind of compliment each other that way where she's, you know, she stresses out a little bit more. She's like, um, always pushing forward or always wanting more. And I'm more trying to be thankful and satisfied with what I have. And so she's, I'm kind of grounding her and, you know, being thankful for the things that we have, but then she's pushing me forward for, you know, moving our lives forward. So I think there's a good compliment there when, when things get stressful and crazy with running kids around, uh, we always, uh, we always end the day together. We're always mm -hmm. wa watching a show, having a drink, falling asleep together. Yeah. It's just simple Simple daily things like that. I for can't sure, think of one, dude. something big. I, that's what it is for my wife and I, right? Because uh, we have our moments when, you know, you're just, you, not that you feel overwhelmed because it's just your, it's your life now, you know, and you're just right. kind of used to it. But yeah. um, we try to be, we try to just take that time it, if it's a show, we do that. If it's just before the kids get off the bus, right? Like I'll usually step away from the desk when I'm at home and go up like 15, 20 minutes before the kids get home and just sit in her little work area and just chat and, you know, hang out for, for 20 minutes, you know, and, and connect uh, as husband and wife versus, you know, mom and dad or parent one parent two right whatever you want to call it <clears throat> and it helps and i know i i notice i know i notice like within our relationship like when when we drift from that which sometimes just happens because you're so busy and you, you kind of forget to take those moments and be intentional about it like we start to bicker a little more and mm -hmm. poke at each other and oh you know fucking help me do the laundry or you know do the dishes you know and it's like just these little things like start adding up and it's like all right all right all right <laughs> gotta, gotta get back to the basics here man <laughs> like we're fighting over 
fucking nothing for no reason, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah, but it we, happens. We were talking on our trip about, like, have we had any major fights? There was two we could remember, you know, where we got really frustrated with each other, but we have mm-hmm. no idea what, what they were about or why. Yeah. Things just kind of blew up and then eventually got back to normal. Yeah, and we do the same. Like, when, when my wife and I fight, like, it's about nothing. Right. And it's just that I, if you're truly like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, like you could probably rewind the tape for two weeks and just see that we're not taking that time to try and like connect. Yeah. And yep. yeah, what a shock. Like if you don't feel connected to somebody, like all of a sudden, like the little things grind your gears a little bit more and you just, you're irritable and rare. You know, yep. the claws come yep. out <laughs> and she is, uh, it's interesting that you say like your opposites, like my wife's my opposite outwardly, like to the public, she's very okay. outgoing and friendly and engaging. Uh, whereas I'm a bit more standoffish and just like, I've got my, I got my friends, uh, you yeah. know, I don't, I'm not, I ain't trying to make new ones. Right. Um, but internally, like when it's just us, she is exactly like me when, uh, you know, when she hits the red, it's let's go to, let's go fucking <laughs> ultrasonic. Right. And I mean, like we, <laughs> like the accelerator gets pushed down and it is like gloves are off. We are screaming at each other sooner, way too quickly, uh, <laughs> for something su- super stupid. And then we walk away and we come back and we're like, whew. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds a little dangerous. I mean, it's not dangerous. It's just, you know, we, we start yelling sooner than we should, probably. That's sure. for sure. That's for sure. At least you guys can regroup and settle down. Oh, yeah. Life. I always do, right? Like, I wouldn't fight if I didn't care. Likewise, yeah. she wouldn't either. She'd just walk away. No doubt right. about that. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah, that was a good thing about, you know, this trip is just, you know, rebuilding or enhancing that connection. And, and the older, the older I get, I feel like the, the, the hippier I get kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's like the, the podcasts I'm listening to or the books I'm listening to, but like even being connected to you know, life and the earth kind of just helps you kind of center yourself Mm -hmm. and your life. And that's going to help your relationship too. Oh dude. Preach. Right. Yeah. Like (laughs) whatever that is, um, for anybody. Right. And I've like, all my friends are a little different. Mm -hmm. I got some that are super, um, religious and faithful right and like that's the thing that helps keep them grounded i have some that are um very you know adventure oriented right and like their church is is like nature right and if they're not out uh you know experiencing like the world you know going fishing you know going surfing hiking, walking, whatever, right? Like they, they start to get, you know, a little too tightly wound. And, you know, for me, it's, 
you know, trying to stay connected with my friends and my family and like having that intentionality and behind that, if I lose that and I just start to like succumb to the grind right? of wake up, go to work, run kids here, run kids there, you know, responding to emails all day, you know, checking your phone late at night, you know, and you lose those connections and I get, that's when I get like out of whack. Right. And so like, that's part of why I want to do this is it helps me like stay a bit like more centered and like who I am or who I want to be. Right. Like, which is like somebody who cares and is invested in his relationships. And like, that's where I get, I get more out of that and I get more out of life when I'm doing that versus when you're just stuck in that grind, like I'll quickly spiral the other direction and be like, what are we even doing here? Like this, we're all going to die anyway. Right. Like I go the exact opposite direction. We're all going to die. What's the point of all this crap was fucking annoying. Right. Like, and it's like, no, that's the point, man. It's like, be connected, you know, whatever your thing is, you know? Yeah. Even with, even with food too, like at this resort, they had 600 acres. So they had their own farm. Everything was locally grown. They said 90% of the food that they had at the resort was, was raised and grown here. So like you're, you're feeling that connection to the land through the food Mm -hmm. and then you're sitting down for a meal with, you know, for, for us, it was just a, a couple, but you know, any other scenario where you're, you know, you're preparing this food for, family and friends and loved ones, you know, that's going to, you know, connect you, um, Mm -hmm. through the land using the food and building, building relationships that way. It's yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, going full hippie these days. Did you, do you all, do you, cause you're a, I know you're a big fisherman. You're a hunter as well. I took my, um, firearm safety class this last winter because i wanted to start getting into it but no i've never done any hunting just just fishing okay Um, so yeah it's something i'm i'm interested in want to get get into it um i i was like researching the firearm safety courses and i was like right at the cutoff so if you're born in 79 you're exempt you don't need to take it but if you're born in 80 you need to so i'm like oh crap i gotta go to class i'm gonna be sitting in here with these 12 year olds who are also taking their firearm safety course but uh i found the online version and and did that so nice so yeah yeah i was gonna ask like i know a lot of people who uh hunt right um like my cousin he's you you would get a kick out of him he is at one with like nature and yeah and hunting and like he to him that's his church right and he he takes so much um and i don't mean it like negatively right like but when he takes uh a deer or an elk or a pheasant, right? Like it's for him, it's all about like maximizing, you know, he, he understands he took that from the land. Right. And so he tries to make use of every single part of that animal and, and, you know, putting it back into society and helping people and, you know, whether it's eating it or donating it or whatever. Um, and I know a lot of people like who do hunt or fish, right. Like kind of look at it that way is that like, 
yeah, this is this is part of the circle. I'm not just out here doing this shit for fun, right? Like yep. I, I truly like understand what it means to pull a fish out of the water and then utilize it and eat it, and you know, I I feel like a connection to it or whatever. And so I didn't know if like that was a thing that you kind of like relate to a little bit or not, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I I want to get into hunting, but from a fishing perspective, you know, I've harvest my own fish i pickle my own fish and then i hand it out to to family members at uh, mm-hmm. on the holidays so uh, nice. yeah I, I definitely can uh can see where he's coming from and i remember that uh that episode you had him on a very very interesting yeah, he's a wild person cat. wild cat dude yeah wild dude love that cat oh man yeah what else is good brother anything else I don't know. What do you think of that? What do you think of fucking Shohei signing for seven hundred million dollars, dude? I mean, he's the best guy in baseball, but that's that sure is a lot of money. Have you seen the like the vid- video of the Wolf of Wall Street overlaid with them talking about Shohei's contract? Uh, I I saw it on Twitter. It's it's hilarious. Uh-uh. Yeah, there's. Oh, uh, where they were referencing like, how illegal it was. <laughs> yes. And, and we got some officials from the MLB here to uh, investigate this contract. Yeah. It is so good because it does. It feels like they're cheating. Yep. And then I also saw that Bobby Bonilla Day expires the same year that Shohei's um, deferred money kicks in. <laughs> So uh, that's crazy. So yeah, sixty-eight million dollars after you're done playing. It's just insane. Six hundred eighty. Six hundred eighty million later in life. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. Yep. And then the Dodgers went out and got Glasnow today, and they're trying to get that Yamamoto dude. They're gonna become like the new. I mean, they kind of already are like the new Yankees. Just buying everybody i don't know how their balance sheet looks like you're spending all that money are you really bringing in that much revenue they i know they like them boston and new york like they're those are like the three the three teams that have like billion dollar tv deals Mm, whereas like the twins had like uh i think it was like 60 million locally right so it's quite a difference yeah right and i know that billion is not every year but i think they signed like a five-year billion dollar you know deal or some shit like that and it's like it's really tough to compete with that um and they're owned by you know super wealthy dudes so you know there's no luxury you know there's no salary cap they can spend whatever they want and they're clearly willing to so just it's tough. It's tough, man. Um, it's real tough. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. But yeah, he's worth he's worth it though. Like I, the, Teddy got to go see him play. I don't know if he was pitching at the time, but I definitely want to go watch him do both for sure. Like mm-hmm. he's once once in a lifetime. Like you can't not pass that up like you need to no. if he's in town you have to go yeah yeah i mean fucking 
what, 98? From the, he's a righty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he throws right and hits left. Yeah, 98 from the right. Hits 45 to 50 bombs a year. Good yeah. average, right? Like You could make an argument 700 million is not enough when you consider like Bryce Harper basically got five. Sure, yeah. Right, like look at a Clayton Kershaw contract, you know, stack that on top of it. It's probably underpaid. What do you think about yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I just hope he stays healthy so he can live up to the contract. Yeah. Entertain I don't, us. I don't know if he'll pitch more than two or three more years, unfortunately. Like, that's just a lot. Because, those, like, they beat those dudes up over in Japan, like, when they're, when they're younger. What if they turn him into a closer? He's just... DH and comes in to close out each game. That would be a weapon, man. Yeah. Like, and not have to take him out of the lineup. Yep. You know, like you just, you do a defensive shift. So, you know, he goes into pitch for an inning, replaces the DH in the order. You know, new guy comes in as a, you know, and he stays in the lineup. That would be wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, crazy. Um, hey, last time you were on, we were going to get to this, and we never got to it because uh, we just had too much fun talking about college. Um, but you lost your dad. When did you? When did your dad pass away? Um, Seventeen years ago. Fudge, man. Yeah. And what happened there reminded me again. He had cancer as well, right? No, similar. Um, so he, so go back to, um, he met my mom working at the hardware store. Okay. And they were planning to get married. And then he started getting sick or something was wrong going to doctors. And he's like, well, if this is cancer, we won't get married, you know, move on with your life. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not cancer, then all right, let's, let's get married and start a life together. Um, so it turns out <clears throat> it wasn't cancer. It was called pulmonary fibrosis. So in his, in his early thirties, he was diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis and, Essentially, the the diagnosis is you got 30 years to live from that point. So he kind of knew, like, wow, starting, start the clock now. I, the countdown is 30 years. And it, it was pretty close because he died at 62. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know exactly when he was diagnosed, but he was, they got married at 35. Okay. Um, so, so it was pretty dead on there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, so, and you knew that, I would assume, growing up. Right. Yeah. So, well, we didn't, we didn't know like, okay, he, you know, 30 years when that time's up, okay. you know, things are not going to turn out so well. We just knew like, okay, dad has this bad cough and he just has to, 
to wake up and and like work it out and you know we said oh, okay because he has a disease and we didn't know what that disease meant at the time it's just okay. like he's he's sick he, he's fine um that kind of thing so the way the this disease works is you have these sacs in your lungs that expand and contract. Well, his develops scar tissue over time and it builds up over time. So they can't expand and contract as they need to. And you start losing oxygen um, in your, in your, in your blood. So he would have to like, uh, I guess, break up the scar tissue each day. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, he, you know, he's always had this through his life. We kind of just knew that he had this, but then, um, right before I'm going off to college, um, they, they were, they're small business owners. They owned a, owned a hardware store. And then, uh, the store we owned, the grocery store right next door moved away and Menards came to town. Mm-hmm. They decided to shut down the, uh, the hardware store. So basically the week before I went to college, they shut the doors on the store and they're sending me off to college. And then my brother's a year younger. So right on the heels of me going to college, they got another kid going to college. I can't imagine the stress that is going through my parents' minds at this point. So, Mm -hmm. so that, that kind of in my perception is kind of where things started declining because you know as stress goes up his health starts starts going down a lot faster sure sure so when when did you find out uh essentially that there was a clock Hmm. did you ever find that out like pre-college i don't think so i don't you know i think man I did some research probably after the fact of like the disease and how it progresses and that kind of thing. I is just from talking with my parents and seeing firsthand, like things are going in the wrong direction kind of thing. Like after, after they close the hardware store, he's like, I don't want to be a business owner, you know, starts building a resume, trying to look for, a real job, nothing really pans out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine in your fifties, like just trying to start a new, new career yeah. <laughs> all over. Um, so they ended up, um, buying a mail pack and ship store, mailbox, etc., kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so my mom's basically running it. It's taken him, you know, more time to get ready and get into work than he's actually working. Cause you know, every, step he's taking he's got to catch his breath and i would go back and at breaks from college and go help out at the mail pack and ship store and kind of kind of see things declining so you know i i I, in the back of my mind i'm sure i know what's going on just don't want to admit to it or ask like well well what what are we thinking here what's gonna Mm -hmm. what's going on um the one thing that really helped extend things, though, is the crazy thing is um, Viagra was first um, created to help oxygen get uh, um, through through your circulatory system. So he had a great doctor that uh, 
prescribed him a ton of that stuff. So he was uh, <laughs> chewing those pills down. Um, and that, that helped a lot, um, you know, with his breathing and being able yeah. to move a lot, or, around a lot better. Yeah. Is that, I'm trying to like, I, you know, is that one of those things that you look back on now and are, like have any regrets on or frustrations with yourself in, in not um, maybe asking more questions. And I, and I say that right because I know it's one of mine and you know, if it is like, it's not a knock, right? Like we're, we're young and uh, dumb, right? Like just straight up, like we don't think straight when we're, 16 to 24 years old and, and don't ask enough questions about situations we're in. We just kind of keep one foot in front of the other and, Oh, it's mom and dad. They'll be all right. And especially if you've kind of grown up with it, you've like, he's always been battling this in some form or fashion. And is that a thing that you kind of look back on and say, man, I wish, wish I would have asked a little sooner or like dug into that more or, uh, like, have you, do you kind of like say, you know what, like that just, it was what it was and, you know, there's nothing I can do about it and kind of like not focus on that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, I think I don't really regret asking questions. I, I probably more regret like not asking, you know, how, what can I do or how can I help that kind of thing? Like mm-hmm. I was just basically, yeah, as you say, young and dumb living my own life, you know, yeah, playing baseball, um, you know, getting married, that kind of thing. I, I figured, you know, that's, that's what my dad would want. He wouldn't want me to put my life on hold because of him. He mm-hmm. wants me to just go on living my life sure. kind of thing. So I don't know. My, my brother kind of took a different route. You know, he, he was at home more, um, kind of thing. Um, moved back from college. Um, he probably thought he was helping out. I don't know. Maybe my parents thought he was a burden at times. I don't, I don't know how it worked out, but you know, he, he he did played it a little different than I did. Sure, sure. I mean, as you know, like siblings will, right? Like, a, you know, I know my brother and my sister and I. We all approached my dad's situation differently. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's normal. Um, and so. Geez, 17 years ago. So three years after you get married, essentially, you know, it's the end of the road. Where, how did that kind of come about? Mm-hmm. Um, was it f- fairly sudden or was there kind of like this, man, we, we kind of know like he, he's going downhill, you know, we got to be there and, you know, try and take care of him. But walk me through that if you can. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so my daughter's 17. So let's, uh, let me, it's, so it's all a blur. So let me try to walk us through it. So, um, that the year, uh, so we get married, um, we're expecting a child in 
2005. So mm-hmm. two years, no, 2006. This is 2006. So um, three years after we were married. And things, yeah, things started going downhill. I don't know at what point he goes on hospice, um, but it was probably early that year in 2006. And I remember, you know, I don't really do New New Year's resolutions, but, you know, I'll just reflect on, like, last year and think, think of, uh, you know, what, what I want to do this year. And I remember that, that year is like, this is going to be a tough year mm-hmm. you know, with my dad, Katie's expecting that kind of thing. I'm like, I'm just going to read a page in the Bible every day. That's what's going to get me through this. Mm-hmm. So that's what, uh, that's what I stuck to that year. So, um, yeah, he, so early that year, um, he goes on at home hospice. So he, his wishes were to just, he didn't want to go to a hospital. He wanted to stay at home. So my mom's the primary care caretaker for him. He has nurses coming in. Um, they start him on, on morphine. Cause like your, your lungs aren't, aren't working. You're just slowly drowning cause you can't get enough oxygen basically. So can't imagine how that felt. Uh, I mean, right. he never, he never complained, uh, showed pain, you know, didn't want anybody feeling sorry for him that or being making himself a burden on some, somebody else. Sure. So, you know, similar to a lot of things I've heard you talk about with your dad as well. So, uh, it must've just been that, that era, uh, of person. I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, things start getting pretty bad. Um, and Katie's like nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom calls, I think it's on a Thursday and she's like, you got to come home. I don't, I don't know how much longer there is kind of thing. So I leave my wife who's nine months pregnant home in Sioux Falls, drive myself back home, um, for the weekend, um, visit, visit my dad. Um, I mean, he's kind of like not there all the time in and out of things laying down on, on the bed with him and, watching the twins game and complaining about how Michael Kadire's never going to make it. They need to send him down. And uh, <laughs> turns out I was wrong. He actually was a decent player. <laughs> um, but then he like, he, he comes to and like realizes I'm there and like gets this good big smile on his face. And I'm staring at his like piercing bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, kind of say our goodbyes and, we were keeping uh, Carly's name a secret and my yeah. brother's name is Carlin. Um, so I had told him the name um, before, before I left. Yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, that was, a, that was a long, long drive home for sure. Um, bet, dude. Four hours of my own thoughts. Yeah. You know, just tears you apart. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so then um, I get back home, and Katie's like, the baby's not moving. Some, this doesn't feel right. I I don't know what's going on. Let's let's go into the hospital and, and see. So, so we go in on that Monday, and um, 
get checked out and they, they just like, they, every, everything looks good. Her heart rate's a little elevated. Um, but based on what you're going through, that, that's probably expected. So nothing too much to worry about. So they send us home mm-hmm. and, um, they, they say, you know, maybe you're having some few, um, um, some minor contractions, just probably induced by the stress or whatever. So just try to relax. Um, so we come home from the hospital that, that, uh, next day my mom calls and says, my dad has passed. Um, so we, we pack up both Katie and I pack up, head back up to the cities, um, for, for the funeral and all that. Um, so that was, that was hard to do, like bring your, your wife who shouldn't be traveling at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, Katie, Katie's very much a planner. Like she has this plan where she's going to go to Sioux Valley and it's going to be in this room. Yeah. We're going to have this baby and this is how it's going to work out. So, so she was really nervous uh, about doing this at this point, but I mean, what else can you do? Um, life happens. Right. This is the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so um, on the, so I think it's that Friday we do the funeral and um, uh, after the funeral, Katie's resting and then she, she, she throws up and she's like this, I don't feel right. I don't think the baby's moving again. I'm like it, it's just stress. Just relax, relax. She's like, no, I, I don't, it, this doesn't feel right. My mom's like, yeah, just get, go in and get it checked out. So we talked to, uh, we talked to the, we go to the hospital, talk to the doctor. Um, she's, you know, filling her in on the situation and she's like, yes, yeah, it, it's gotta be just stress. We, everything seems fine. We've we got a heartbeat. And then we mentioned like, yeah, we were, we were at home and the same thing happened to us on Monday and she had an elevated heart rate at that point. And she's like, what? This happened a few days ago. She's like, okay, this baby's coming out right now. And she's like, go to the car, get your camera, come back in. Your wife will be in the operating room. Like emergency C-section, we're having this baby now kind of thing. So um, so I get into the room and they're like, okay, you're, she, the baby might not be um, crying right away. We're going to take her immediately over here. We're going to do all these things. I'm like, I, I was like, so naive. Like I, I'm just like, okay, we'll just have a baby. Everything will be fine. Uh, kind of thing. But after listening to, um, your brother-in-law's episode, I'm like, I'm so lucky I ended up on this side of the coin. Like, sure. I I didn't, I was just so naive of like, what could go wrong. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy how that all that, could possibly happen. Um, so Katie's all drugged up and Carly comes out. She's fine. She's healthy. She's crying. Everything's all good. Um, and then, you know, they, they just drugged Katie up cause this is emergency C-section. So she's kind of like, she gets a hold Carly and then she's just out. Mm-hmm. So then it's, it's just me and this baby in this room, like after everything calms down and the nurses leave 
and I'm just holding this tiny little creation and she's just staring back at me, like not crying, not sleeping. I'm like, aren't babies just supposed to sleep right now? Or <laughs> if you're awake, aren't you supposed to be crying? But she's just like staring back at me with these, the same piercing blue eyes that I was just looking into like days ago. It, mm. Just so, so such a, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And I'm just like baffled at, or just so confused at what's been going on the last few days. And then I, I guess the best way to explain it is I didn't think of this thought, but this thought just like can't like was put in my head. Like these just like stars die off and are reborn and galaxies and universes, these mm -hmm. human, these creations just die off and are, are reborn, reborn. And I don't know, I guess that thought helped me move on and just like, you know how there's this, this missing piece of you or this hole or emptiness when you lose a loved one. And that just kind of like, close that for me and um mm -hmm. yeah it's that i guess at that point i was able to like turn the page from okay i'm a, i was a son or i or I had a dad and now i'm a dad kind of thing and then yeah we just kept staring at each other and i'm like oh this is a whole bunch of responsibility now and then <laughs> everything set in uh, yeah. And then I guess, okay. So then there's one more crazy part too, or, um, so Katie, Katie's, she's totally fine. Um, nurses come in, it's time for baby's first bath. And, um, so we take off all the swaddling, clean her up. And she has like this brown thumb mark birthmark just to the side of her belly button. The exact same birthmark that my dad had. Really? Exact same, exact same place, exact same color. Wow. And they both have the exact same color eyes. It's like this bright blue, white, like our, our friends call it like a werewolf type of eye. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think of all of that. I, I, I just, I don't know. Don't know, don't know what to say about it. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, life is unexplainable, right? And it's a miracle yeah. that, you know, any of us exist at, at any point in time, right? That, that we're here is just so hard to comprehend uh, mathematically. Right. And so if you can't explain it and when you have a moment like that, it's, it's, it's one of those that sparks, you know, belief, faith, um, you know, uh, a reverence towards there's something more right. That, yeah. that, that can help you understand the chaos that is, you know, that is life and, and, you know, can, you know, you, you, you saw those, you saw those things and you, 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 
you you took them in because of what you had just kind of went through right and mm-hmm. were able to like appreciate them for what they were like that that's super cool that's super cool man yeah, it did, uh, did shattered all, all doubt in my mind that there's some bigger purpose, some some bigger reason yeah. that we're all around here doing mm-hmm. what whatever it is we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, brother. I mean, I couldn't imagine uh, the chaotic mess like my brain would have been in having to process all of that, you know, in such a short period of time. Yeah. Like it, that could not have been easy. And I'm sure it was, it was tough on Katie as well. Right. Like trying to, right. you know, here she is, you know, about to be a mother for the first time. And as you mentioned, right. Like had everything planned out <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, you know, well, throw that out the fucking window. Uh, it's time to, time to adjust and you know you get up there and you think all right you know we just got to get back home and then yeah somebody's like nope uh we're doing this now oh my god i just can't imagine the stress you guys were under uh emotionally physically all that um because i know what i went through and, and was not dealing with you know the other side of that Right, like the the whole other factor in that equation. So, oof. oof. Yeah, it, like I said, it's like this thought just came to me because like my head was about to explode with <laughs> what what was going on, and yeah, something appeared or came to my mind to help help settle those those thoughts and yeah, straighten me out. That's good, man. I mean, it, like, and so, like, after, like, you know, you 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 get blessed with this, you know, beautiful, healthy baby daughter. Your mom's okay, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you're you're trying to adjust to life. Like, how did you did 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 your dad and like how did how did processing that like move? How did you handle that moving forward? Right. I mean, obviously in the moment that was the thing that calmed you down, but did you have any of those moments like afterwards where you're like, you know, man, you know, this, this would be cool or I I don't know. Right. Like what, what's going through your head, like the next year to two and and so on and so forth. And like, how did you go about handling that? Yeah, I guess immediately, you know, I'm have this distraction with, a new child. So that kind of helps me myself, but I'm just, I feel like I need to be there for my mom, but I've got this new family I've started. So kind of just feel torn there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, you, the, those first days where you're just like constantly thinking about your dad and, and, um, you know, as, as time goes on, you know, it, it turns into like, okay, you're just thinking about him once a day, that kind of thing. And then you, at some point you start, you, you, you have a day where you don't think of a, a good memory you had, and then you feel guilty for that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, I just, I guess over time it just starts, starts healing a little bit. Um, 
and then yeah as as carly gets older we're able to travel a little more you know we're we're able to go visit my mom be with her and kind of help help her grieve and heal too as well um Mm -hmm. yeah i I remember carly's first birthday my mom had to drive to sioux falls by herself and just kind of broke down because she's just on on herself up all by herself you know doesn't know where to go doesn't have directions doesn't have anybody helping with her and i was feel bad for her at, at that point like there's i i wish i could do more kind yeah. of thing but yeah i don't know just just tough times those those days after years years after and and still still to this day you know you you have thoughts but mostly it's just like good good memories you know at this at this point absolutely yeah it's interesting you say that right like feeling guilty um that you kind of move on right yes you know um it's a really sad like thing to like verbalize but i also think it's it's just totally normal behavior um, because unfortunately like life continues. Right. And you've got kids you're raising and you know, it, it, it sucks and it's a good reminder. Um, I know for me personally, it's a good reminder that not that I don't want my kids to be able to move on. Um, but that I just, I want to try to make sure that, I'm there for them um, and not to make it harder to move on, but just that they have so many memories of us, right? Like doing things and that there's so many things that remind them of good things. Right. Right. And, and that they, they look back on with fondness and reverence as opposed to, Oh, I had a day where I didn't, you know, spiral out of control emotionally because uh, I lost my dad or my mom or whatever. Right. And, um, yeah, it just helps you, helps you kind of like think of like how you want to try to live your life. Right. Not that our dads or our parents didn't do that. Um, but you know, we talked about it. I mean, you mentioned it, right. It was a different time. Like it was a different era. Parenting was, um, just different back then. And not for better, not for worse. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the, by any stretch. It's just different. Um, And I think we just understand a lot more about, you know, the importance of like presence and, you know, intentionality and like thoughtfulness in your relationships with your kids and and all that. Um, I don't want my kids to just move on, you know? Um, Yeah. I want them to, you know, think fondly, not struggle right. with moving on. Like I want them to move on eventually, um, but I want them. I want it to be in a positive way that it's hard for them to forget you. It's a it's a morbid thing to say, I think. Right. <laughs> well, and you don't forget them. That that's and that's not what I'm trying to say, right? Like I didn't, I haven't forgotten about my dad by any stretch. Uh cuz I probably think about him every day in some form or fashion cuz I do right. something that reminds me of like shit he did. Mm-hmm. Like going upstairs and my 
son leaves the fucking light on, right? And I <laughs> and I used to do that. My dad would always be like, Jeff, the light's on, right? And I want to yell at my son. Like, I want to yell downstairs at Jack for that, right? And, yep, yep. Um, and I don't, right? And I think like, oh, man, my dad would have yelled at me for that. Right, I just go yeah, in there and yeah. turn it off. You know, <laughs> it's it, it's it's little things like that that like always are in the back of my brain, right? Kind yep. of reminding me of him and, and and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I try to live my life, you know, the the way, um, you know, I I like to see the thing, good things in my dad's life that he did for for our family, and I want to do the same thing for my family. At the at the same time, though, you know. Our parents aren't perfect. I, I saw things that I want to do better for my family. So I'm going to do those things better. And my hope is that my kids are going to have a better life and they're going to make improvements on our parenting skills and things are always just going to get better generation after generation. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. We turned out all right. Right? Like, I think we're okay humans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I would agree. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you have one thing of your dad's that you are happy you have? Or you... Are, I mean, like, physically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, something special? My dad wasn't, like, a possession dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, there were, there are things that I have of his, um, that are really like kind of like these fond core memories. Um, it's like my dad from his professional career, he got gifted like a Louisville slugger. Uh, and now like you'll have your signature on it. Well, hit this, it was essentially like hollowed out with his name right so like his name is in wood throughout the center of the bat i'll send you a picture of it later right and that was in his office and so anytime i'd go to his office and as a little kid right you know your dad's big office i mean it just it looks huge because you're tiny right and you're like oh I, i remember seeing that every day and so that's i have that hanging on a wall, uh, in my house. And, you know, I, I look, cool. I look at that and I just, you know, it's one of those things. It's just a Rod Heinrich. Right. Um, you know, I think like the one thing that like my, my family did is, you know, I was named, my middle name was after my grandpa. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like Jackson's middle name is after my dad. Nice. Right. Um, you know, it's little things like that. Uh, yeah. And then I just know I have the mannerisms, a lot of his mannerisms <laughs> at times. Um, Yep. Or my wife will remind me of some, you know, oh man, you look like your dad there, or you're doing something your dad would do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. What about you? Do you have like something? Yeah, it's kind of the same. No, nothing, nothing big. Just kind of small things. Like the one, <clears throat> one thing I can think of is from the hardware store. I have his handwriting of like a lawnmower for sale and this is the price and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I have that laminated stuck in my toolbox. So every time I open my toolbox, mm -hmm. see my dad's handwriting. That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I have a, I got a box 
So my dad used to send me letters when we were at Augie. Mm-hmm. Right, his handwriting was terrible, <laughs> as is mine. Um, I inherited that from him, and so he'd type them out, and you know, it was it was always, and he'd include like an article about Mauer or something the twins were doing because apparently right. we we couldn't find out any news about the twins <laughs> in South Dakota, right? And so there'd always be something like that in there, and hey, here's your car insurance or or whatever, right? And then he'd just sign it, you know, love you, dad, right? And so yeah. I have all those in, like, his writing. And my sister and I, uh, we, we and my brother, like, we all want to go get tattoos, uh, something about, like, for my dad. My sister's going to get the, the love you, dad, like, tattooed on mm-hmm. her. And I've thought about it, um, about doing that. But I think I'm going to do something different. But, yeah, just I still have all those letters. Just love you, Dad. And he sent them to me. I mean, Augie, Army, right? Like, probably stopped. Jeez. When, about when I got married, like in 2009. Somewhere in there was about when he stopped sending those. Uh, I don't know if he thought I was grown up then or what. But, and there was, and when we were at Augie, there was always like a dollar. Like, go buy a pop. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so cool. You save that and still have those. Yeah. That's awesome. it, it, like it's in there with all my Augie stuff, like all our pictures of our spring trips and, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just had a shoe box of shit and I still have it. So it's right wow. over there. Yeah. It's That's, wild. It's funny. The things you hang on to. Yeah. Right. Yep. That like help you remember stuff for sure. Yeah. Yep. For sure. All right, brother. What else you got, man? Thanks for sharing, man. Like, I know that that couldn't have been an easy story to tell, just dealing with all that, man. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I could make it through it, but yeah, thank, thanks for letting me share uh, on your platform. Um, yeah, that's great. It's, it's I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, you, you do this in, in many different ways, you know, all your I find a way to connect with pretty much every guest that you have on. So it's, I really look forward to you. Well, it's Wednesdays now when you, when your episodes, I was disappointed this week. I know the last one. I got a couple texts on that. It was, (laughs) I was busy and vacation and I was like, you know, like I don't have anything to do like say this week. Like there's no point. I'm not just going to put something (laughs) out to put it out. All right. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But no. no, I'm really thankful for, you know, you doing this and sharing your thoughts and, and, you know, re- rekindling a lot of our, our friendships that we've been delayed on doing and you kickstarted all of that. I, I appreciate that, man. Like, and I'm, again, I, like I said to you, I'm, I'm just thankful people like are willing to come on and talk about it. Cause I think, so many of us have like gone through something and kind of felt alone in it when you're in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to see and to hear or to hear more importantly, like how everybody has kind of like worked through their life around a situation like that and how they have processed, gotten better, um, adjusted and, and, and how they're adapting and, and living their life because of it, right? And if you can yeah. take something 
or I can take something or my kids can take something out of it. Like that's all, it's all I'm trying to do for, by having people share those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know how impacted, how impactful it was on me. So great. Yeah. Um, maybe we should end on a lighter note. Yes, have sir. you ever had a massage? Have you done that? Before? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was really hesitant to do it, so I've only had a couple. Um, okay. But uh, on our vacation, that was Katie's checkbox was let's do a couple's massage. Okay. So this time I'm like, okay, I'm going all in. Get a, get a few drinks at breakfast. I'm going full nude this time. boy. <laughs> yeah. So climbing under the covers, uh, doing the couple's massage thing. And uh, – they they do a very good massage in uh, St. Lucia. It's uh, very um, in depth. They go in a lot of areas you weren't <laughs> expecting, and uh, yeah, it was a little awkward with your wife right next to you there. I'm pretty sure there was some groinal. Um, <laughs> groinal, yeah groinal uh, action going on there i i don't know there was like sheets and things going on but dude it was, it was a little awkward dude we my wife and i did one in the dominican all right yeah and it was a couple's massage we we had a massage and we were you know naked under the towel or the sheet or yeah. whatever the fuck it is and when it was over they put this like scrub on you like all over you right and so like you start off on your on your stomach and they're like and she just she removes the towel this masseuse and did it on my wife like and the the other masseuse did it on my wife so we're both just laying there naked and they're like putting it all over our backs and then they're like roll over and i i look over at my wife and she's she just rolls over because it's two women right and and so i roll over i'm like well all right, I guess it's all out there, and like they're they're rolling, like they're putting this all over, and they get down in that area, and I'm like, all right, and this is a bit, you know, it's about like my dick's laying to the right, and the, she's like putting it on the right side, and she just takes her the back of her hand, like puts it under my dick, and like flips it over to the other side, so she can like continue to put this scrub on me. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was so weird. It was so oh. weird. And I'm just like staring at my wife like the whole time. And they're just putting it all over her, you know, rubbing all over her chest and like everywhere. And it's just like, and we're just like both wide eyed, like, okay. Uh, I hope this, uh, like, I hope this doesn't happen again. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this again. And then they're like, all right, you guys can jump in the shower now. And we're like, all right, thank you. Um, <laughs> Glad that's over. Yeah, dude, super weird, especially in foreign countries. They're just like, that just shows like how like prude and like weird we are in the States about like nudity, like down there. They didn't, they didn't care at all. Like she flipped it over like it was a towel. She's like, yeah, that goes over there now. I was like, okay. Oh, that's a way better story than mine. I I had it easy. I was just like, holy shit, man. Are we really doing this? Oh, wow. So awkward. So awkward, man. Oh. Yeah, no, we're we're big fans of massages at the Heiner Castle. My wife Thanks. more than me. 
I should do it more. I'm not uh, not flexible enough to be good for that. Yeah. 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 Well, all right, brother. That's good. That's good. We we ended with uh, nude massages. Good for us. Yeah. Good for yeah. us. Who would have known? Who would have thought that's where we were going to go after talking about our dads? <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, yeah. uh, Merry Christmas to you and your fam. Thanks for sending the card. I always appreciate yeah. that. Tell Carly or tell Katie she does a great job. She does a great job with Will that. Do. I, yes. I am one of the few maybe who reads it every year. I look forward yes, to it. Yes, I, I think. Katie was getting grief from the kids. Like, why do you still do this? Nobody else does that. And I said, Jeff looks forward to it. We're going to keep doing it. That's so, what's up. Thank, thank you. That's what's <laughs> up. Yeah. You just, you play them the last 45 seconds of this podcast. Let them hear that. All right. Um, but yeah, man, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And uh, yeah, I think Ryan said, you know, let's get to get, let's get the boys back and, and do one after the holidays here. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. Merry Christmas to you and your family, too. Enjoy your holidays. Appreciate it, brother. You have a good night, and, uh, yeah, tell the family hello. Will do. All right, love you, man. Be good. Later. Love you, too. All right. Again, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Please continue to reach out. Let me know what you like, think about, dislike, whatever. I'm beyond grateful for any and all of the interaction uh, that I get uh, with any episode. Hope everybody has a great Christmas. Santa darkens your doorstep, or I should say your your fireplace, and gets you all what you want and fills your stockings with joy. Merry Christmas, fam, and I will talk to you all next week. Be easy.